Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Don Pierce, retired special agent from the U.S. Department of Commerce, Bureau and Industry, and a consultant at Sentinel LLC. Don, welcome back. Great to see you. Great to have you on the show, as always. Glenn Neal, a pleasure as always. Thanks for having me. Don, uh, you know, crazy couple of weeks uh, passed and now going into this week, which is going to be another crazy one. Uh, first, let's talk about the uh, ongoing investigation that's into the lapses in the uh, Capitol Police planning that led to the storming of the Capitol building and uh, resulting in the deaths of, of four people uh, there. What, what do we know? What's going on? Well, so far, it looks like we have uh, 59 people who've been charged federally, and that's uh, probably in addition to some local charges. And uh, in many of these cases, they're being charged both under federal crimes for uh, trespassing and uh, being in a, uh, an area where a uh, special event was happening. And in this case, the fact that the vice president was there adds an additional um, uh, angle to that charge, and also some of the local District of Columbia uh, regulations regarding the, the, the insurrection. And Don, can I ask, as you know, as a retired special agent, I mentioned this before you came on, what were your thoughts when you were watching it unfold? In your opinion, how did this happen? So um, I'll, I'll tell a little story. I was just about to go out for a run. So I was in my warm-up suit and it was for some reason decided to look at my phone and saw the the first um, reports of the fact that they were attempting to breach the Capitol. And of course, I sat there in my running gear for about four and a half hours just watching the whole thing unfold, (laughs) which so disturbing is probably the, you know, not a strong enough word for, for what, for how I, I felt. I was, I was angry and I was in, there was part of me that wanted to be down there on that line. But, you know, in reality, that wouldn't have happened because the department I worked for has been closed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So literally the only enforcement officers in the area were probably assigned there to begin with. The Capitol Police has around 2,000 officers. Apparently, the the first shift that would have gotten off duty at normally around 8 in the morning were only held until 10 o'clock and then released. So they had a single shift on, mm. which seems to be a, uh, a failure. At least it seems to be not what you would normally see in any type of a potential protest activity at the Capitol. An, an interesting angle. The prior two groups marching to the Capitol, they had gathered near the Washington Monument outside of the security cordon for the uh, president's event at the White House. Um, the people who were at the president's event could not bring flags, could not bring mm. backpacks, could not bring other items because that was considered a security event. The folks across the street that ended up marching to the Capitol, at least first, were not bound by those Mm. regulations. They were expressing their First Amendment right to gather, and the fact that they had flags was fine. Um, Some of those flagpoles, it should be noted, had cattle prods at the end of them and were intended to be weapons. 
Yeah. Um, hey, Don, if I can just then, if I can just jump in, um, because, uh, you know, we are hearing just even in the last 24 hours so much more from the FBI about how so much of this was planned yeah. in advance and how they had warnings and they tried to give warnings to the Capitol Police and the D.C. Police, uh, the Department of Homeland Affairs, as well as the FBI sent them warnings saying, hey, we are hearing this chatter. It doesn't sound good, et cetera. And yet – the Capitol Police declined initial help uh, or offers for help from uh, from other agencies around. So uh, take us through us novices. Take us through why that would have happened potentially or, you know, is that pretty unusual when the FBI or Homeland Security says, hey, you've got a problem coming at you and people ignore it. Is that unusual? That is unusual. Do we Several know things why, are unusual. Yeah, do we know why that might have happened? Is there any – I mean we don't want to get into conspiracy theories, but any logical reason that would have happened? So I can run through a little bit of a TikTok here. Just before the, uh, the incident, the New York City Police Department, which has its own intelligence unit, provided raw data, raw intelligence that it had collected about potential for violence during the January 6th uh, events to the, directly to the Capitol Police. It was also provided to the FBI. Now, what's interesting and what I find, I, I at this point do not have enough information to say why this happened, but that never made it into a final product. It's not like in the movies where somebody rips something off of a computer screen or in the old days, a teletype, and it's a beautifully polished product ready to go. Mm. Raw intelligence is just that. It's raw. Mm. It could be some guy sitting on a computer making a statement that he has no ability to fulfill. Or it could be someone who is attempting to get the people to put cattle prods on top of their flagpoles. You need to do a little digging. You need to do a little investigation before you can come to that conclusion. And that's usually what DHS and the FBI does before these rallies, before these types of events. Um, the fact that it didn't happen here is, to me, interesting. I, I look forward to finding out why. And uh, in addition to the Capitol Police's internal investigation into what has gone on and what will likely be uh, investigations by uh, committees from the Congress, uh, I would imagine that we will see uh, maybe get a clearer picture as to whether that was a failure or whether that was intentional. Well, you mentioned there, Don, the intentional part. There's been a number of stories in recent days and they're growing in number of an element of of, and I use this word carefully, collusion in the sense that uh, there's been, I've read stories where uh, a couple of representatives supposedly gave some of the protesters tours of the Capitol building beforehand so they knew the layout. We've seen images of fences being opened up to allow people in. Well, I mean, what is your take on that? Do you, as, a, as a security expert yourself, do you think that Again, it's an ongoing investigation. We have to stress that. But do you think there's a possibility that at certain levels there had to be an element of, if not collusion, then assistance to allow those guys to get so far into the building? Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. There, having seen some of that footage myself, a little bit of it in near real time, it did seem that at least at some posts, the Capitol Police were allowing the protesters to cross the line the quite the opposite of what we've been seeing in some of the footage along the uh, the front of the building where uh, they were literally trapping the police between uh, between the doorway and and the mob mm. there's 
I think it's it will that is something that will definitely have to be investigated. I think the accusation that members of Congress might have provided tours comes from um, several sources. Some were our, our senators or or Congress persons who saw these groups in the not just in the not in the chamber where you you know where you would normally go as a tourist, but in the uh, congressional offices as well. So the idea was probably to learn the layout that way, if this was indeed a reconnaissance mission. And just to follow um, up on that, Don, uh, put the security side uh, to one side for a moment. What are your thoughts on that, just as an American citizen, the idea that government representatives yeah. potentially took insurrectionists on a tour of your Capitol building? What are your thoughts on that? Well, first and foremost, uh, Washington, D.C. is still under COVID-19 rules. So the fact that they allowed people in to a government building without good reason, you know, to just to give them a look around seems uh, uh, unacceptable on its face to me. I've been waiting for almost a year since my retirement for some paperwork to be processed because nobody's there to do it. I mm-hmm. retired on February 29th, 2020, mm-hmm. leap day. How do you not go out, right? Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, I probably should have waited a little longer. Yeah, right. Hmm. So the the idea that, and again, I will uh, reserve judgment as to whether these were reconnaissance missions or just poor optics on the the part of those representatives or or, or senators who did it. If it does turn out to have been part of this, it makes me question everything. And I gave a good chunk of my life to this country, and I can't tell you how angry that would make me. And yet it seems, Don, that you know, so many people are, are you know, coming back uh, – Trump supporters, let's be candid, are coming back and saying, no, these people, it was their right to – their mm. First Amendment right to express themselves and they're so angry at you know, Congress for this, that and the other thing in the administration. Uh, you know, at one point, uh, it was just being reported today that Vice President Pence was less than 100 feet from yes. these guys that were breaking in that had said – you know, earlier in that in that day, that they wanted to hang him, uh, so it just it just kind of defies logic that people are saying, "Hey, First Amendment, First Amendment," and yet these are very clearly people that were going to do illegal or wanted to do e- illegal acts. And just to add to that, uh, Glenn's point before you jump in, the guy who's recently been detained, this Jacob Chansley, actually left a note, a physical note for Pence, warning, and I'm quoting now: "It's only a matter of time." Justice is coming. Mm. So there is literal physical evidence of what some of these guys' intentions were, Don, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. And I, what will be interesting to see is the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office has already said that they, in some cases, will be looking uh, seriously at charging seditious conspiracy. So this isn't just a First Amendment issue. Mm. In fact, uh, the First Amendment does not allow you to smash the windows of the mm. Capitol. Right. Um, and for the same reason that um, you would be upset by protesters turning into a mob and destroying government property, if it's your guys, you really have to be upset about it just as much. And mm. I, have to, I have to say I've spent a lot of time with you know friends from the you know from from a, a political viewpoint different than my own, um, saying that well when when a uh, when somebody breaks a window when somebody steals 
equipment. When somebody does something illegal, it stops being a protest and it starts being illegal activity. Mm, mm. And I don't think we can just give people a pass for illegal activity done under the color of you know, whatever you want to call this uh, yeah. this movement. And yet, and Don, that could actually happen, though, couldn't it, in a way, because there's no guarantees once this impeachment hearing for the current president moves to the Senate that they'll even get the majority. So in other words, it does suggest that a vast majority of Republicans will not acknowledge all of the things that you've just said. That's true. And I don't know how I'm going to feel about that if and when that happens, to be honest. I want to believe that a fair trial will be held this time, that evidence will be brought forth, and that people can make a decision that hopefully their, let's face it, their voters will hold them to. And the problem here, I I go to great pains to try not to be political. Mm. I've done that for 30 years. You know, I forced the law with without fear or favor. And I try to continue that in my personal life. However, that being said, I do have beliefs. I do have a personal opinion about the events that have occurred and about the you know, how, in, in my opinion, this could have been stopped mm. and it could have been stopped in its tracks. And I eagerly await the results of the preliminary investigations and then onward, long term, long, you know, big picture investigations as to how this happened, how this failure happened, and who is responsible. Don, let's look forward now to this coming week, the inauguration on Wednesday uh, during the day in Washington, Wednesday late night and overnight Thursday uh, here in Singapore. Already there have been calls for protests in all 50 states, at the capitals of all 50 states. Armed groups are expected. Many states have already announced they're you know, calling out the National Guard and they're going to be ready, uh, as of course they are at the Capitol. My understanding is the actual inauguration has been scaled way down uh, to what it normally would have been. Very few people will actually be there. thousand, uh, less and, than a thousand. And, and unfortunately, you didn't get an invite yet again this no. year, sadly. Glendid. Glendid, uh, but he can't make it. I, yeah. I can give you mine. I'll just I'll FedEx mine to you if you want it. But, but tell us, uh, you know, on a serious note, the capital really is in lockdown, which just is so antithetical to what this moment in American history is supposed to be, this peaceful transfer of, of power. Yeah, there are something like 20,000 National Guard troops posted in what's being referred to as the green zone. Those of you who can think back now, oh, having man. been in the green zone in Baghdad, yeah, I almost <laughs> shiver to think yeah. what it must look like, you know, because obviously I haven't gone by, beyond the... Uh, Beyond the, the gates since, yeah. oh, actually it was uh, over the over last weekend. So it's, and even then it looked a little intimidating. Um, we were driving actually to, a, uh, to, to, to the waterfront to take a nice walk outside. We like to change it up a little bit every once in a while yeah. and drove by the climb proof fences that had been put up around the, uh, the Capitol. Hmm. And it's become part of the scenery in Washington, D.C. since the summer to see these fences pop up every once in a while. And it's it's a sad statement. It's a sad state of affairs. What I fear is that going forward, you'll see a more permanent physical barrier mm-hmm. keeping Americans and tourists and anyone who happens to be in Washington, D.C. 
further away from some of the architecture, which is just, you know, as a photographer, it's, it's, it's saddening. Mm. But um, the, the, the difficulty here is going to be the people who live on Capitol Hill, mm. who were evacuated on the 6th in some cases because they weren't sure where this was going. They, they will be living in, you know, surrounded by troops, unable to drive their cars without being stopped and asked for identification to get back in. A level of security that is, you know, unprecedented in the, in the modern District of Columbia. Mm. Shocking, absolutely shocking. And just the security aspect, it, it reminds me of an anecdote in one of Bill Bryson's books to show you how far it's changed. In the 1950s, they used to find tourists asleep in various rooms of the White House. You know, old ladies would take a nap on a chair in the White House and they would find her at closing time. This is as recently as the 1950s, Dom. It just shows you where we are. And now you're making it sound like it's something like escape from Alcatraz. It's a militarized zone. It's the green zone. And that's just sad, isn't it, that we've reached this state of affairs in Washington? Yeah, and it's it's a shame that we've gotten to this point mm. and you know for 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 many reasons and i don't see a really good way of getting out of it there is a there is a polarization here there are you know there continue to be a quarter of the country that thinks that that nothing nothing was wrong with what happened and it just seems to me to be that how do you reach people who look at that and say yeah, I'd like some more. Depressing times. Don, uh, we got to leave it there. In fact, one of our one of our uh, regular listeners, Pin Pin Chia, is saying it's been a bewildering time in America with 2021. May it be the beginning of recovery in advance. Uh, lots of healing to do, indeed. And uh, like you say, I'm not uh, as I look at it from this side. I'm not sure where, how, where, and how that begins. But Joe Biden has said he'll be the president of reconciliation. He'll work across the party divide. I mean, that's one, and he has a track record of being able to do that for the best part of 40 that is plus true. years. But, so. but when you have 74 million people who, yes, who well, believe that he stole the election. That makes it a little bit challenging, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Trumpism yes. hasn't gone. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Don, we got to leave it there with you for now, but thanks so much. And uh, hoping that uh, it is a much calmer week next week than we are expecting. And uh, hope, hope you and your family stay safe as well. Thank you. We will. And thanks again for having me on. Thanks, Don. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.